All right, so in this talk, we're going to be speaking about why taking the biggest risks when you're young is an absolute no-brainer. We're going to be talking about the absolute top million-dollar mindsets that you need to have when growing, starting a business, or just not being broke. We're also going to be talking about how to start and scale a service-based business and how I started and scaled our service-based business called High Key. Then we're going to be talking about recruiting and how to hire, bring in, motivate the top-level talent in order to help you scale your service-based business business. And then we're going to talk about goal setting principles for yourself and then how you can use that for your team. And then we're going to finish it all off with the best principles for social media marketing in 2023. So first off, we're going to start off with taking the biggest risks when you're young and why it's an absolute no brainer to do this. If you think about this, just think about how much time you have when you're in high school or when you were in elementary school. The amount of time that you filled with playing video games when you were young, doing all of these miscellaneous things that weren't productive to the long run in terms of the success that you would have later in life. And when you're this young, it's the absolute prime time where you have the least amount of responsibility in life, where you have lots of freedom in terms of the amount of time that you have, but very little responsibility where your parents are still paying for the house over your head and you have all this time to be utilizing for the future self. And so it's an amazing time to be taking the absolute biggest risks. And when you think about it, when you're working on say a business, working on trying to start something new when you're in high school, you're actually not taking that massive of risk because what do you have to lose at that point of things? And so it's an interesting dynamic where when you get older in life, the less risk that you want to be taking because then you start having a family that you have to provide for. And so it becomes very difficult to put everything on the line in terms of the amount of time that you have into your business. This is something that you always have to consider in terms of taking the most amount of risk when you're young to set yourself up for the future self. Next, we're going to get into top habits of millionaires. So first habit is time blocking that I was able to develop. And this is a skill set where basically you allocate specific periods of time intervals throughout the day to specific sets of tasks. Our minds work similar to computers where basically you can't multitask. And if you think that you can multitask, you're lying to yourself. And so you want to be focusing on certain sets of tasks throughout the day and time blocking for those specific sets of tasks. And then you want to be allocating the most creative time to the most creative and hard hitting tasks and problems that you need to solve throughout the day. For example, if you're working on something that needs a lot of creativity, needs a lot of problem solving, and you work best in the morning, you need to be allocating your time blocks of those creative and problem solving tasks first thing in the morning. Time blocking is an essential principle to learn, and it's not something that learns overnight, you should just start by scheduling things out on your calendar and optimizing for which times you work best. Next is avoid morning meetings. This goes into time blocking and avoid morning meetings at all costs. You need your mornings to be set aside for yourself in terms of things that you need to get done throughout the day. This will not only allow you to achieve your biggest goals for the day first thing, but it'll make you feel better because you are achieving things so soon during the day. Next thing is creating your to-do list the night before. I've noticed that the only times really that I go to bed stressed every single night is if I don't have a to-do list 
for the next day. And so what happens is I don't have a plan of attack for the next day. And so when I wake up, I wake up stressed, not knowing what I'm going to do the next day. And so I realize whenever I write down a full action plan, goal setting and aligning everything for the next day, everything comes into place. Next thing is sleeping a minimum of seven hours a night. I can't believe how many entrepreneur friends that I hear saying that they hold all nighters or only slept for four hours. Sleep is my highest priority thing in life in terms of making sure an absolute minimum of seven to eight hours because it improves everything, improves your quality of life, improves work efficiency. And if you really break things down, I think Jordan Belfort said this of everybody has the same 24 hours in the day. And it doesn't matter if you work at night or in the morning, as long as you're doing your most efficient work while you're working, that's all that matters. The next thing is you only have so much decision-making power in the day. And this is kind of like creative work as well. And so you need to be optimizing your highest output decisions and most important decisions during the day with the decision-making power that you have. And just understanding that you don't have unlimited energy in the day and using it for the highest dollar per hour activities. The next thing is working out a minimum of five times per week. When you work out, it improves everything in life. It improves your confidence levels. It improves the quality of your work. It improves the level of output that you have. Working out is the number one goal to literally enhancing your overall life and enhancing your workload. And then the last one is focusing on only one thing at a time. This is something that I've learned heavily where when you grow in business and you keep leveling up, the more opportunities that come your way. And as you continue doing better in business, the opportunities get bigger and better and shinier. And so you have to avoid shiny object syndrome and you can't be looking at every single opportunity that comes your way and you have to stay focused and dialed in on the one thing that you're working on at a time. Just like how when we first talked about time blocking, you have to be focusing on one thing at every specific time. And now on the macro scale, you have to be focusing on one main objective. Okay, next up is scaling a service-based business. Now I'm going to be talking about from the perspective that we scaled our service-based business high key, but this is a roadmap that really anybody can use. And so first off, when you're just starting out and you're broke and you're trying to start out a service-based business is you have way more time than money. And so you need to sacrifice that time and as much time as possible in order to get the maximum amount of money. You're wearing every single hat inside of the business. You're doing the marketing, you're doing the sales, you're doing the client fulfillment, everything. And then there comes a point in time where you're bringing in enough revenue where it makes sense to outline a list of all of your dollar per hour activities. So starting right from the bottom in terms of what you work on, that's the lowest dollar per hour activities, all the way up to the highest point of your highest dollar per hour activities. Now, if you look at this, what it'll probably break down to is the bottom will be tasks around the house. So this is like cleaning, this is like meal prep, cooking, grocery shopping, and then all the way at the highest will probably be something along the lines of sales and closing. And so what we need to do is we need to start chopping off the things at the bottom and getting most of our time allocated towards the top category. And then this gets into a game of where we're just constantly keep doing this. Then there becomes a point in time where we start need to hire managers and a leadership team to be able to take the team to the next step. And that gets into our section about recruiting top level talent. When we first started the business, I didn't know the first thing about recruiting. And I thought it was all about recruiting from people who you already had inside of your network. So basically people you went to school with, maybe past friends, people who you played on sports teams with, all of these things. I didn't realize that creating a recruitment funnel 
was very similar to creating a leads funnel for your service-based business. And so these are just some gems that I wanted to drop here. This isn't gonna be a full discussion, but basically we implemented Breezy HR, which is basically a CRM for hiring. So it basically outlines all the data information of new people who are applying to your job posts. Then what we did is we used LinkedIn ads, which is by far the best platform to bring in as many candidates as possible. All you have to do is throw up a job post on LinkedIn ads for exactly what you're looking for, select the specific categories and then put a $6 per day budget behind it and you'll get flooded with hundreds of candidates. And then what you need to do is you need to build an interview process similar to how you have a sales process. And so you basically need to make sure that you have scripts in place for every single interview that you take with a potential candidate. Because what happens is if you don't have a set script for each interview that you take with candidates, then you're judging each candidate based on emotion and not based off of specific answers that they're giving. Because if you ask each candidate different questions, then they'll be giving you different answers and there's no way that you can compare accurately two candidates with one another. Those are the tips that we've used for leveling up a recruiting process heavily and we're continuing adding on to it and we've been able to hire some very top level talent just doing that. Next up is goal setting principles. This is one of my favorite topics because I think goal setting is a huge component of what has got me to where I am today, where being able to consistently every single day, relook at your goals and then reevaluate. And so ever since about five years ago, I've created 10-year goals and reverse engineered them all the way down to five-year, three-year, 90-day, weekly, and daily goals. And looking back on it now, it's been much more than just myself personally in terms of how these goal-setting principles have worked out. Because when I started hiring managers and leaders, I realized when I set expectations and KPIs with them that they need to have goals in place for themselves too. And so when you're leading a team, you're basically implanting all of the things that you know inside of the team that you're managing. And so my managers, my leaders, I'm showing them how I goal set for us to work on together in terms of the greater mission of like how their goals lead up to the company goals as a whole. And so some goal setting principles. Number one is when you goal set, you need to have an exact goal that you want to obtain. So an exact goal that's usually a monetary value. Then you need to set an exact timeline of achieving that monetary goal. Then you need to reverse engineer usually the three to five steps over the course of the time line to achieve that goal. And then finally, you need to figure out what are you going to give up in order to achieve that goal because nothing comes free in life and you always have to give up something in order to achieve that goal. And so that's the framework that we use for micro and long-term goals. It's really that simple. Like you're creating a roadmap that is very hard for it to fail because you're spending so much time reverse engineering everything. The last section is social media. I wanted to talk about social media because I know a lot of people are a bit lost in terms of what to be posting on social media. And so this is a key thing where people on social media media only watch content for three reasons. It's either educational, inspirational, or entertaining. If your content that you're putting out on social media doesn't fit within those three categories, then it's not social media content that's valuable and that people will watch. And so when you're creating content, you need to make sure that falls within those three categories. A breakdown of each social media platform, just broad overview, is we have Instagram. This is like your digital business card. If you're interacting with people, the majority of people use Instagram instead of business 
cards now. And so you want to be making that a great representation of your business. And when people go to your Instagram page, they can see exactly what you're doing in the first 0.5 seconds of looking at your Instagram page. Next, you got LinkedIn. This is like your digital resume. And so you want that to be a good representation of the business side of things of whatever you're doing. Then you got TikTok. TikTok's the, right now is probably still the best in terms of organic growth. And especially if you're trying to grow within a specific niche, because TikTok is really honing in on the SEO algorithms, where basically if you focus in on a specific niche and post enough content in one specific niche, it will start filtering your content specifically for that niche. The problem that you get into is when you get too vague with your content, I've had this problem too. And TikTok doesn't know where to categorize your content. And so you basically get lost in the algorithms. Next, you got YouTube. YouTube is by far one of the hardest platforms to grow on. And I would highly suggest just to use YouTube shorts if you're just starting out and post the similar content that you're posting on IG Reels or TikTok on YouTube shorts.